0: two one ba bam hey man before we start i just want to give a big big shout out to Walid. you know he's been really messing with the last few podcasts and he's actually helped us transition from rented equipment to owning our own so a massive shout out okay. to Walid. uh all right. all right welcome everyone to the seventh episode lucky number seven yeah the David Beckham. The David Beckham of <laughs> 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 right, right, right. New Brew Podcast right. featuring myself, Osman and What's going on guys? It's Hassan here and
1: he said lucky number seven. That's exactly right. We got the lucky guest here as well. Homebred. He's worked with some of the most talented artists from the eastern part of the world, like Dillcide, The Sunj, and all the way to the western part of the world, like Nas. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome one half of XD Pro Music, Sean. Hey. Hey. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it's, it's our pleasure. pleasure, man. It's Thank our you. pleasure. Yeah. I've been looking forward. To, uh, as I said again, I'm looking forward to this conversation for hey. the past geez since we started our guest list since we started yeah, yeah. Oh, i was on the yeah. list yeah you were on the <laughs> list yeah. uh, i don't know if i mentioned it to you because um because you messaged me yeah and i was like about to message you uh, going through that night yeah like, when my guest list i was okay these are the people we got to get on and uh, i was like okay that's serendipity i was like oh all right gosh. yeah let's let's yeah. get it man yeah. no, it's,
2: it's dope man i'm really really happy to see you guys like doing it doing it properly and, and man i've been listening to it since the first episode so i have oh, been man. looking forward I'm to I'm it i'm
1: glad, I'm glad. Respect, all right, so I know a lot of people have issues because early on Sunday mornings. Oh, it's tough. Oh, man. <laughs> Myself, I'm like, I'm fucking tired out right
0: now. Yeah. But yeah, um, I,
2: I went to sleep at like 5 a.m. and this is what we're like noon right now, so it hasn't really felt like the new day has started it feels no. like my life yesterday has just continued you know
1: yeah Yo, a long uh, weekend is just one long day for me yeah and you get like a power nap in the middle that's it's it, called that's sleep it. yeah. <laughs> when you watch
2: power on Sunday that's it that's, yeah. that's how the weekend ends I so. haven't caught up on that oh man it's been pretty good I think also because it's so involved in pop culture right now like mm. everyone's into it it kinda adds to the spice,
0: you know, it's like yeah. a soap opera. Like you gotta right. you gotta stay yeah. up stay, stay, stay up with the Jones, you exactly. know what I mean? So I'll it's a pretty honest, good show though. I haven't watched one single episode of oh, How Yeah.
1: You gotta watch it. You gotta Is watch it. it. It's, it's it's very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. It's um you know, it, it caters or teeters between sex and drugs and like the It's no wire. If you watch the no, no. wire, it's no
2: wire. Okay. But I mean, it's a good, like, fill-in show. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's, like, nothing really, really too well. It has a couple of really good episodes, I won't lie. But overall, it's the it started off a little PG, yeah. Yeah. which is always hard to, like, describe a gangster world where there's, like, very PG? minimum swearing and stuff like that. Like, Yo, what get kind the friggin' of world? coke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> was, like, what's <laughs> going on, right? But um, they've really picked up for, you know, like, adding the realism to it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a pretty good show. That's and 50 cool. Cent's Evolved, so he always does yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. this way.
0: Yeah, he plays a part in it, too. He has a role. Yeah, yeah he's a role. No way. In it. I thought he was just a producer in it. No, no, no he plays a role
1: in it, and yeah. he's a pretty dope actor. Yeah, um, he's good. I like, I like him. I like him. I like him as an actor. Yeah. No. Uh, he came out with another show now. As I think he's posting about it on IG. I don't remember what it is. But is he it could a- be
2: trolling, man. Like he's, but, he's the yeah. ultimate troll. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Like he apparently posted a power spoiler earlier this week. Yeah. On his page, I personally didn't watch it because I didn't want to get it spoiled, but. I mean, that. Why would he do that unless he's just trolling, right? Like, right. But unless you know it has nothing to do with anything. You know
1: what he said after? He's like, we ended up filming like four or five different ah, endings. To so power. he was trolling everyone. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> he man. did the, the same thing that Game of Thrones did.
0: Ah, uh, uh, I see. Seven I see. Endings, wow. So
1: nobody picks yeah. up on it if they come across the
0: shooting or whatever it is. Right. 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 Smart guy, man. He's mm-hmm. one of the people that's like, learn how to hack culture. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Like, learn like, how to like. He's been doing it for so fucking long, from sure. in the club to like oh, in power now. He yeah. knows how to stay relevant, right? Yeah, yeah. he just yeah.
2: picks like you know like a really low hanging fruit like like Jar Rule at that time. Yeah. He was like singing and it just beats him up, man. <laughs> <Yeah. Like, laughs> to be like, honest, he took Rick Ross on, you know, like he, fifty cents a <laughs> troll, man. The original <laughs> troll.
1: <laughs> He's entertainment, man. I like yeah. on Instagram, it's him, and then there's obviously Will Smith who came in late and just took over everything. Yeah, you man. mentioned that last podcast yeah. as well. Uh, he, he's primarily one of the reasons I go
0: on Instagram to see who he's like picking off now right
2: exactly even yeah. 6 9 was really good at that yo
0: 6 oh, 9 yeah. was amazing yeah. man yeah 6 9 in his time bro in his time yeah. in his like <laughs> little time but that's what nah. he did he just hey. came and talked a lot on on like yeah that was a
2: good play of words by the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in his time now yeah. was doing time yeah, I just got it a little <laughs> bit late but uh, yeah ultimately it's that people want to see like controversy they want to see people react yeah. and, and stuff like that yeah. personally like I get stuck in the rabbit hole sometimes too and you're just clicking on
0: videos and seeing people just on instagram live like swearing at each other it's it's wild i've seen a really good line that a rapper said he's like they don't want diss tracks they want personal receipts yeah people don't care about how good your diss track was they just want to see you exposed for something true yeah true controversy sells right yeah facts in all aspects in sports entertainment everything oh yeah It's true. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like, headlines. Kim
2: Kardashian's whole rise to fame is through a sex table that's, like, irrelevant now. Yeah. But at that yeah. time, it was, like, a huge thing. It was, like, huge. a huge controversy. People want to see it. It was kind of like the internet was still, like, can I go, which website do I use nowadays? Yeah. Everything's a little bit more accessible, right? <laughs> but like, A
1: little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's wild times, man. Yeah, I put it in the limelight and easily propelled their career from there. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah, so my sex tape
2: is coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> stay tuned for that. After this. <laughs> um,
1: all right, so let's let's start with how you started. How did like you you grew up in Brampton, right? i
2: actually didn't i am i'm from montreal originally oh wow yeah i was there i was born and raised in montreal until about grade two okay until my parents couldn't help me in my homework anymore and just like like my my dad did high school here in canada my mom did her like she's more or less born and raised she's born in india but went to england when she was like a couple of months right so she's like fully like english okay uh so english was like very easy for me, and um, Punjabi was always like my first language as well. But I had to go to a French only school.
1: Okay. Yeah,
2: and there's something about the laws at that time. I, I wasn't eligible for a like English split or even just a full English school, which they had at the time. There, it was it was yeah. bizarre. So my parents, they eventually were like, you know, I they had my uh, my sister was born at that time. Like, let's get these kids out of here. You know, let's get yeah. them over to Ontario, where it's a little bit more. You know, and it makes sense for their yeah. you know whole every speech mm-hmm. and everything. So, yeah, I was in Malton for like pretty much my whole life. All right. I grew up in Malton, but in high school, I lived in Malton, got into a little bit of trouble in high school. So I went to school in Brampton, but lived in Malton. Uh, okay. yeah, so it sent so, you out of the region. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually yeah, I made the transition, like every Punjabi person that lives in Malton
1: yeah. ends up somewhere in Brampton.
2: So yeah, I'm, I'm currently there right
1: now. Right. So between those transitions from Montreal to Malton to Brampton, when was your first, uh, I guess, foray into music and arts for that matter? It's it's pretty wild.
2: My my mom's brothers from England would send me over CDs at a very young age. I'm, I'm when I was like in elementary, and it'd be stuff like Talvin Singh, Asian Dub Foundation. So this were like experimental music, like yeah. very very like electronic experimental, but they used to have the Indian elements in there too. Oh, right. And like the one out of like ten tracks would be fire. Mm. A lot of the stuff would like be like, what's going on? Right? <laughs> like it's it's really really bizarre, yeah. but ultimately it really like expanded my my view on music not right. only was i exposed to the regular stuff as teens here like the hardcore rap mm-hmm. you know i was a huge eminem fan growing up yeah, yeah same you way. know like the first marshall Mathers lp some shady lp those were like yeah. you know still monumental to me yeah, yeah. um dr dre the whole movement with like tupac and everything yeah, nwa yeah. was huge yeah. big pun was a big part oh yeah like, I Capital to, like, punishment. yeah the cassettes i had still older cousins and stuff you know would give me these influences but my um, first it, like kind of like introduction was i would say my uncle bought me this like like little electronic mixer. It was it was just like a hardware where you can loop stuff.
1: Okay. It was like a looper. Yeah, a yeah, looper.
2: Right? And uh I would just find stuff online and just loop things and kinda make right. remixes more than anything. And the remixes to me were sounding fire, right? And then I started rapping over the remixes because I, I was going to be, the, you know, the next biggest <laughs> rapper, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was a sing, so I had like a turban and stuff like that, oh, you know. I right. was like a wankster too, you know, I <laughs> <could> drop, <laughs> shop at stitches, like all Exco gear and everything. <laughs> oh but, man, um, Exco, yeah, uh, that was a, that was a shit back. I remember then Remember the man.
1: velour suits?
2: <laughs> I, I had the anime shirts. You guys remember the anime yeah, shirts? Yeah, Oh man, <laughs> where i like five sizes too big. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) oh man but it was just i guess an exploration through there of like you know figuring out more you know doing remixes and then uh, realizing that you want to make your own drum pattern over it okay so how do i do this you make your own drum pattern you're like okay i want to make my own melody over this how do i do this so through like i would say from grade like eight to like forward i just continued going from like remixes to Rapping to recording to engineering to eventually producing, yeah. FL Studio almost the whole ride, yeah. Uh,
1: You know what? That's surprising because I started FL Studio as well. I don't know if that was like the mainstream go to for like production at that time, but that's just what I was thrown into as well. And then I transitioned, obviously,
0: yeah, yeah. You were using uh, like Propeller Head as well, yeah. yeah, That's that's Reason, yeah. I I went into that as well, and
1: I believe that was right after um Fruity Loops, so I I did that. Then I went into Propeller Head's (laughs) Reason, they didn't have a sequencer at that time, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was a little, like,
2: manual for yeah, me yeah, as I yeah, get, get overwhelmed.
1: Like, you had to, like, wire the back of yeah, the package. It looked cool when people came over, yeah.
2: you know, to show a dude in front of them. They're like, what the hell is going yeah. on? And you're like, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the program, why I used FL and a lot of people still use FL is it's a very, like, low-maintenance program. Program for your computer. Oh yeah, you know it's very yeah. low in size. Yeah. it doesn't really take up a lot of RAM exactly. if you're not using a lot. So and it and it cracks very easy. Like you yeah. get the bootleg version. Yeah, fairly easy. Uh, so main that's going to be the mainstream program. Like yeah. people and are going to get it. You that know that was the
1: primary reason. That exactly <laughs> as a child, I was like, I don't have the budget for this. So yeah. yeah, Cubase costs how much? To start, too. Oh, it's a that's beautiful. A, was it was.
0: I think it's the best place to start at that yeah. point. Yeah. Because um. you don't want to be thrusted into, like, using this complicated-ass software. R- rather, you yeah. can use a simple software yeah. and work your way up to something. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, there's software that get really complicated. You already know. Yeah. It, it all depends. For me personally, it was like, okay, what's the best way to, like, you know, configure my workflow to this software and just not worry about the technical stuff so I can focus on the art? Yeah, and exactly. Everything, everything exactly. else is come so Workflow
2: is most important, you know, and, like, th- that's the main thing that FL didn't have back in the day was yeah. it didn't, the recording element to it wasn't that great. So, you'd have to record in this thing called Edison. Yeah. And Edison's like... So, it's recording in this VST. And then you got to go and place the vocal onto the beat after. And it's never perfect. Oh, it's never yeah. the way it was recorded, you know? You got to try to line I, it up. For <laughs> some artists, it works better because they were probably singing off beat anyway. Yeah, but like, so for some like, oh, people <laughs> who are like on it, it yeah. was really challenging. Uh, so, I'd have to go... Ba- eventually, I had to do Cubase, NFL. Yeah. And then eventually
0: now, FL you could do like recording just like Cubase. Yeah, so it's really uh, helped out. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, like when did you experience like your first viral hit?
2: Viral hit. Um, yeah. Well, in high school, I'm, we made this like diss track to this like other high school gang. And, Who didn't. Yeah. yeah. And I got like 120 friend requests on MSN or something. So I, that was pretty cool. <laughs>
1: That's the pinnacle of making it back then. Yeah, man.
2: I left my like MSN on, you know, you peer away during the school day. Don't talk back. to me. Yeah. You know, it was, it was and uh that was i felt good about that i won't lie
1: you might if i dig a little deeper for the diss track who was it you
2: probably find it online man it was so i was in malton at the time and um so i went to lincoln alexander and it was, like, a diss track to, like, chinkoosie guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just, like, over nothing, really. Yeah. It was just, like, us probably trying to get clout at that time. You know, yeah. trying to be cool and gangster and stuff. Like I said, I was wearing X cool like, clothes and stuff, you know? <laughs> and uh, I think they made a diss track back, and we made, like, two, three back. But it was, like, again, I guess just like, but going back to, like, 50 Cent and trolling. Like, that's what people wanted to hear, <laughs> yeah. right? They wanted... It was entertainment for everyone <laughs> locally, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then... I think my first like, real viral hit is a song called Roo oh, yeah, um, I remember that. by Dage Gill. It's been yeah. out for maybe three, four years now. But um, that track, so it's a trip. Like I go to India, and I was there last year in Mumbai. Um, I'm in a hotel. I walk out of my hotel, and I'm just walking towards the elevator. And in the distance, I can hear the song Roo playing faintly. I go around the corner, and it's this guy. And he has it playing on his phone. And he's just mopping the floor. I'm like, yo, that's a trip, man. Like, I'm like, do you? I honestly, there was a language barrier. I couldn't even communicate with him that I I I made this song, right? I was like, like, he he was (laughs) a little intimidating. He's like, oh, how can I help you, right? (laughs) But um, yeah, it was a trip seeing that, and then so the song sat at like two million views. I would I wouldn't even say like all of them were real views at that time because Mm -hmm. a lot of Indian labels don't it's not really authentic views. So I would say give or take about a million views is sitting there for two years and then all of a sudden blew up and now it's like sitting at like sixty plus sixty plus million views. Wow, all organic after that because no one would buy views two years later. Yeah, right from the fact right, and uh, I think TikTok played a huge role in that. That was the tipping point. Yeah, people started doing this like face reveal thing where like the beat drops mm-hmm. and they like revealed their face to the song and it oh, kind of like stuck to that song a lot in for the indian market yeah and that like flooded into youtube and like you go on youtube right now and go to comments you'll see a comment i would guarantee from like 30 minutes or less yeah freshly posted on it it's all live updating yeah up yeah, is, yeah. Uh, that's it, it's wild that that song is still kind of doing really well out there
0: right that's so interesting it like it dropped but it it became viral like really viral later on
2: yeah the indian market changed so much like when we released that record the label was asking us for extra money on top it was a really bad deal (laughs) i won't lie you know like and um like long story short like you have to pay the labels to even get marketing and for them to push a record mm-hmm. that they right. you you'd think that they would put the market in. that's what labels are supposed to do is, yeah. is drive distribute like you know drive distribution it, yeah, exactly right but um they didn't do that and uh so it just sat there and then it picked up itself it, yeah. was, it was it
1: was pretty wild it just had some sort of tipping point whatever social media and you said "Take
2: a lot it. of people like i've met a lot of like quote unquote like mega stars in the indian Realm, mm-hmm. and they've told me that it's dear generational song. So it like it affected a lot of people. Oh uh, man, it was really really like humbling to hear that t- yeah. sort of stuff from like people who are like that can't that can't even walk on the street, you know, on regular yeah. days, telling me that hey man, that song like it, it, it really changed my life. Or yeah. I listen to it every day. Yeah, and I'm just like man, that's that's humbling. That's humbling,
1: man. Yeah. So uh speaking of that, how, what was the process of uh kind of getting Dayglow and like? Making the song, like, where did that stem from? That was one of my early times that I met Dage. So um, it was we had just started his
2: studio in Mississauga, uh, D and I, and uh, Dage had just moved back to Toronto from Calgary, and uh, we were working on this like remix of his old vocal. And one of my buddies who was like sharing an office with us, He was like, I know Dage like really well. I could bring him by, and he could re-record these vocals. And yeah. we're, like fucking dope, you know? Yeah. Bring him by. He comes by later, and uh, we kind of just hit it off, man. Like the energy just really, really meshed well together. And um, that was kind of, I would say, if not the first, second song that we attempted to make together. And it was just a vibe, man. Yeah. It was like a lot of alcohol too but it was <laughs> it was, it was it just the vibe yeah <laughs> yeah you know it was just like I, I, my wife was had gone to india uh for like uh you know one of those longer trips like to, right. she was my girlfriend at that time um for like two years and um and i wanted to make like a song for her like really that's really how the concept started it was just kind of like duo like a bully a bully is like a freestyle you know like a one verser um and Mm -hmm. i'm record over this like guitar loop that my uh it's not it wasn't even a loop at the time it was just like raw guitar being played from my boy young mc who was in england at the time never met the dude right he just sent me stems over i used to send him stems over we used to work together and um And that's it. They just started singing. He started translating what I was kind of trying to say in English. He started saying it in Punjabi. And the song was like... He kind of freestyled it all. Nothing was written. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And if the song is really like plain and simple... But I think that's the beauty in the song, right? Right, It's not a lot going on. There's no, like, wobble bass or big breaks (laughs) or anything like that. But it's one of the most simplest songs I've ever done. But I think that was the key to that song. Yeah. Just keep it simple.
1: You think that was an issue? Because coming from experimental background, because there's a lot going on on those type of soundtracks. Oh, yeah. And transitioning and making something so simple and less, I guess, less diluted.
2: Probably one of the biggest challenges I even still face today. You know, I, I think... It's the biggest challenge, but my biggest le- like the biggest lesson I've learned in the last couple of years, especially working now in the mainstream a, a lot, is is just simplicity <laughs> is key you know right. and and that's the hardest time sometimes when you're a producer and just making beats yeah. is, is unless you're working with some sort of vocals you're going to keep adding to the beat yeah. to kind of make up for the fact that there's a lack of a vocal line yeah. you know you're going to add in an extra sound to fill in a void because it sounds good right now but it might be too much for an artist yeah. mm-hmm. to you know fully you know get in there yeah. Yeah. so uh, a lot of the time now i like to start tracks with an artist yeah so start with like you know just like a melody going or something like that and then build the drums around it so the pockets are filled in a little bit more you know like accurately or even just tell artists to find like youtube beats and just be like record on like let's structure it record it right on the youtube beat because you're obviously practice on this like you know and you felt it and then i'm gonna mute the youtube beat i'm gonna beat underneath it yeah right you know everything's already structured the key's already there and like it's now it's just kind of fun to be honest. Yeah, yeah, you know, you get to an experiment exactly. and take it anywhere you want. Right. But um, yeah, man, like that's usually like the method I'm using right now. Yeah. It's just like just go through vibes instead of making beats and then sending them out. It it doesn't work the same at least for me as yeah. as if I have I'm with the artist or they're sending me something that they've already done.
0: Yeah, I agree. Speaking yeah. back on your wife, you actually produced your entrance music for your for your wedding. Yeah. That's crazy. Man, How did that 90, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> um, That was actually
2: wild, too, man. Like, So we were debating, me and her, our, our wedding's approaching, and um, she's like, you know, we need an entrance song. And she has her list of songs, yeah. and I'm like, well, I don't see any songs that I made on this list, right? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, ultimately, I'm like, my profession is music. At that time, I wasn't full-time yet. And so it was like, And my in-laws didn't fully know that, like, you know, this guy's a music producer. I was more of, like, a marketer. I was doing a marketing role at that time, too, uh, and slash producing. And um, I'm, like, just, like, I don't want to do a song. I don't want to use a song that someone else has made on Mm -hmm. my wedding day, Mm -hmm. ultimately. You know, it's just she's, like, make a song. You know, I'm, like, God damn, that's fucking challenging. Now (laughs) I got to make a song. And um, one of my cousins at the time, out to Maddie Jima, he sent me this, like, uh, video clip on Facebook of these Manchester United fans in India sitting in a room and just singing like an acapella uh, which tr- eventually turned into the song and uh, so I was like man this is dope so I ripped the acapella from the Facebook video, the video yeah. which was because it was already clean you know found out the key whatever timed it up a little bit I just made a beat under it That's dope. sent it to the guy and the guys, the guy's like yo this is dope he's actually like two other producers that hit me up they yeah. want to make the record because that, that little video is going viral right now and, uh, but he's like, I like this the best. And um, so he records the vocals in India, bring, sends them back. I use it for my wedding entrance. And um, then he goes, I'm supposed to go on vacation. He's like, instead of going on vacation, what if I come to Canada and we record the video? And I go, okay, let me see if anyone would be down to, you know, collaborate on the video. I just put out a little story or something. And then my boy Sonny Tambor, big Manchester United fan, he owns a company called Cineverse. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's just like, I'd be down. And then I, I I just message a couple of groups, WhatsApp groups, and all the Man United fans show up. We had like uh, like close to like eighty people show up at a rooftop at a <laughs> hollow convention center, <laughs> all like viral. Like this one guy's. He showed up solo. He's like, I just saw your thing on Facebook. He's like, I'm a Man United fan. I showed up. Dope. I like that. I <laughs> love like, that. No, man. That's yeah.
0: like, yeah. It's all so natural. Nothing cool. is forced in this yeah, entire don't yeah. know, Like
2: a dance team showed up because they're Man United fans, you know? So, so it was dope. just fun because everyone was like cooperating with each other. No, it, was not, it wasn't about like this crew is cooler than that crew. Oh yeah. Everyone felt like they're one big crew, you know? Yeah. And, and it was just, it was a hell of fun time, man. But yeah, that song did really well for us too because all the troll uh, websites in the soccer world put it up and yeah. told us, but I mean, uh-huh. we knew it was coming, but yeah. Views
0: are views, man <laughs>
2: Yeah, <And laughs> what, Man, you guys hated? started sucking after that too, so <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really help
0: <laughs>
1: oh. Alright, so now, with respect to everything kind of flowing and pu- being put into place was there any resistances? Or things that kind of pushed you back or be like, you know it kind of threw you off track for sure um, I think the main one would be the challenge of
2: overcoming your parents, you know, uh-huh. of yeah, accepting no. or under even understanding what you're doing. Um, I, I'm very close with, like, both my mom and dad. And, and I used to be very excited in, like, keeping them up to date of, of the things that I'm doing. I went to school for, for recording, too, at Metalworks. Right. So I was there for all the two-year program, uh, one-year entertainment business, second-year recording, engineering, and stuff like that. So... I originally started going to York, um, weren't, wasn't doing that well, downgraded to Seneca at York, so my parents could still think I'm at York, but I'm really at college. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that wasn't working out, and I saw the school. School itself, I won't lie, was super expensive, yeah. like way overpriced. Uh, but at that time, if I felt like I have to do some form of education in order to... You know, pursue this on a professional right. level and prove it to my parents that it's all, right. all thing. And, they, and, and the school does a really good job in selling you that that you, this is almost required. Um, one of the benefits of the school was that I met a lot of cool people there. Right. You know, that were also suckered into the program, <laughs> I should say. You know, um, I met uh, Sickick. He was in my class. Uh, this guy named Zach Fax, who he's a big like videographer, with, like Tory Lane's, all these guys. Now, shout out to all you guys. Um, and, and along with a lot of people who. Kind of stayed relevant in the in the industry afterwards. Yeah. Um. So it was like you paid this huge fee for like a networking, <laughs> you know, yeah. like seminar more or less. But um, from there, the school didn't really work out well in terms of like opportunities post school. Yeah. And so it, they were like you know you you paid how much like 18k a year to go intern for like three years like how are you going to survive yeah you know right. like I, this doesn't make any sense and i believed it you know so i started I, I i put away music and i put on a suit and i got a job as like a sales guy selling photocopiers like b2b sales yeah and um and it was a pretty good role for me at that time because I was working alongside people who had done their MBA and stuff like that. Because I had started in the call center and I kind of just work way work my way up, so I was kind of like the inside guy. And um, I thought that was my that was it. That was you it. know I was like this is what everybody wants me to be. You know this yeah. is who I think I want to be. And doing it for like half a year, it was like the sixth seventh month mark, and I was just like miserable, man. You know like I, I was like getting fat. I was like. <sighs> drinking i was doing all the bad habits you know it was destructive habits that someone depressed would do you know and um and i realized it and then at that time i my wife was my girlfriend she was just like man if this is not for you like like maybe you should do something else so i kind of like i quit and i kind of convinced my parents that i'm gonna go to school back to school but in that time i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna try this shit you know like i keep i have this saying that I keep running from the dream, but the dream keeps chasing me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I keep I, I try to run away from it, but then it keeps knocking yeah. on my door again. And it's right. like, if it's showing its face so many times, I got to answer the call, you know, exactly. and, or I'm going to feel like not fulfilled. Yeah. And um, so I took a leap of faith. And at the time I had met D. Mm. So D was like, hey man, we were just kind of making music together as hobbies. He's like, we both have this background in, in music. You know, instead of us... Focusing on the art side of it, why don't we start a recording studio? At least we can start a business out of it, right? Right. And at that time, I had been doing a lot of marketing. So I'm like, I can do a social media company. We get a couple other place of uh, people. So we started like, a, like an incubator that had a studio in there. Yeah. Even at that time, my parents were just like, not sure. So I, going back to your first question, the biggest resistance and challenge was like my parents' worry I guess how to overcome that was I was not really keeping them informed as much as I used to along the way of what the steps are because you create these expectations and almost 90% of the time, maybe 99% of the time music industry doesn't go the way you anticipated. Right. You know, and then people are going to rightfully be worried for you. You know and yeah, they're yeah. gonna be rightfully stressed for you yeah. um because they're like, "What the hell is going on this you know this person's shady or that that thing didn't work out like you said this was gonna happen, are you sure you know what you're doing and all these elements all these energies affect you you know externally, and you're yeah. trying to figure it, that out as well you know yeah. with the, now you got this problem yeah right. and and I couldn't blame them like. The industry's fucked up. If, you, if you, <laughs> hear, you hear the stories after the fact, in hindsight, you go, yo, that was a fucked up situation. Yeah. But you overcame it in that time and that's what helps you continue. Yeah, right. But it had I told my parents what the fuck's going on, along the way of all those steps, they would have been like yo like we're gonna lock you up like we're gonna send you away because we don't want you to get killed or something like legit worry yeah so um i had to kind of separate the two i had to separate the two lives you know this is studio sean and at home i don't bring that stuff home yeah and having a studio i feel like for us at that time because we started the incubator was very low overhead yeah we were able to get a unit and, and and start doing that and we saw the benefits of like having overhead and then when people come by giving them fees and you know you'd be like well we're in a professional setting now you know the yeah. fees are a little bit more justified yeah. and then income started coming in through recording people we started showcasing our beats and naturally people were like you know like the one out of five which were very experimental at the time yeah. maybe one out of even 10 we'd be like it was dope beats yeah. and then those are the people you want to work with it's yeah. all, all organic and that little Idea of a business resulted in what we're doing today, like full time music, been doing it almost for like two years. Is that
0: studio still running?
2: The same place? It's not in the same place. We went through uh, like four different studios after that. So we moved from like Mississauga to another place in Mississauga, to Woodbridge, to Toronto, and now it's in Etobicoke. Dope, dope.
0: Yeah, man. It's been a journey and a half. Yeah. (laughs) Trip and a half. I won't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, man, that's that's actually insane. Like, oh, why? What was the reasoning for the changing up the locations? Just the uh, just upgrading, upgrading. Yeah, true, true, true. yeah. Yeah, just um,
2: the first spot wasn't really a. It was a challenge because you got neighbors and they're not used to having sound, and uh, ah, a lot of places you gotta like finesse. The lease, like, you can't really say you're starting a studio. They're not going to give it to you. So yeah, say you're doing like, a marketing company. <laughs> and then they just hear music all day. So you'd have to, like, respect <laughs> the neighbors and kind of, like, do it at night and stuff. Eventually, we had to find a place where it could be, like, loud all day long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so that was one of the biggest challenges. There was a dope spot in, in Toronto. um I forget what it's called now, but it's right off, like, Brown's line. And it has a bunch of studios in there. So we, I rented a spot in there. Well, D and I rented a spot in there for, like, three months. Met some cool ass people there, and that's what it's about, man. Just being available. I feel like the in person meeting in this industry. Oh yeah, goes a long way versus just like over social media. Yeah, that's I mean, so true. It's it just a little bit more dragged on or less like real. I feel yeah. I mean, it's
1: through text messages yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, man, been a trip. Yeah. So um okay, you transition all through all these studios, and you said like you know maybe one out of five people that come in the studio work with the Beats. So. Um, what's the most I guess comical not even the worst experience you've had with an artist coming in and just like giving you a headache <laughs> oh man um so
2: there's uh, there's two versions to that I would say there's the the hired version where someone hires me and and they're just really bad you know so hiring me in, in, in respect to like for engineering yeah so um a lot of people come and waste their own time I f- I find, yeah. you know and and I've actually like nowadays I select who I work with just in you know it's not like a public for hire type thing you know it's like I kind of go for qualified people you know people who are serious and stuff like that we can help each other grow but uh, I had people come and just it's just literally a session you know they come to impress their friends and drink with them and make yeah. their snapchats or whatever God. and stuff which is not so bad as an engineering because you just kind of sit there yeah. you, just get paid. you know what i mean but then you got to go through a lot of bullshit like drunk people and oh, you know people trying to do hard drugs and stuff like yeah, that yeah. and you know we try to keep the hard drugs like out of the studio but right you know people do get carried away so and then so that's through there we've kind of like started minimizing that stuff um, and then I say the worst experience was there was a fairly big Punjabi artist who him and his entourage had come to see, um, us for some beats and, um, you know, we were pretty excited, you know, at that, at that time, we're like, yeah, this guy's like a big guy in India. He has some huge hits. Um, this is it, you know, yeah, like this is, this is it. sick, right? And, uh, so he comes by <clears throat> and, um, uh, I play him a couple of beats or two and he's like, yeah, they're good. And he's like, keep playing them. And, dude, we went through, like, 25 beats, and we're just not feeling it. Yeah. And, he, I, and I, they're fire beats, man. I, I just didn't think he knew what he wanted. You're yeah, looking right. for something new, but he didn't know what it was. And I, and a lot of the Indian singers, they don't want just beats, because they don't... They're they're actually just karaoke singers, a lot of Indian yeah. singers. They're not really even, like, like creatives. Yeah. Right. Like, they're going to you're gonna sing the song i'm gonna produce it you're gonna write it he's gonna sing it we're gonna send it to that guy and he's gonna re-sing it he's gonna release it with the video yeah Uh, you know what i mean and 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 they don't really like this not a lot of substance sometimes in terms of like they're they don't have a story that they're telling through their characters like the song sounds hot we're gonna sing it out you know it it has nothing to do with who they actually are it's
1: just part of the process for them that's it
2: so um I think that's a a lot of that is what that artist was looking for at that time too. Yeah. You know, something ready made, yeah. and we were showing them like experimental, like major laser style beats, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. was Just like, nah, man, nah, <laughs> and and, uh, and and it was like, and it's just like his whole and his whole entourage was there, so it was very like man I, it, it stung you know what i mean yeah, no, I like, that. you know like you want to be able to perform you're oh, right. you, know, you feel like you're on the big at that time i was like on the biggest stage and you're so deflated right the cool thing about that was so they left and, I, and there was like it was like 20 people in the room right and uh eventually d just like it was like oh, sean stop like just no more beats like this guy's not gonna pick anything right yeah. why even like <clears throat> you know keep like yeah. hurting your ourselves right yeah so they're dipping and the three guys that had like arranged all the, the whole thing the cool thing was they they pulled me aside and, and they were just like man don't let this get to you He's yeah like, we brought these guys to you because we know you guys have something yeah these guys just don't know what, what they, they want do. right now and i so it was like the lowest and then it, that was like yeah. a really good like way to close it out but man at that time i was sweating bro Right. Like, yeah, you know, my sweat stains were showing and stuff <laughs> yeah. like, god damn it we really like fucked in, this up in, yeah, 20 in, 20 you know in, like, like like these are good beats man and yeah he just wasn't having it bro that's
1: tough geez I can imagine yeah yeah it I was, can
2: imagine yeah you overcome that man yeah, like yeah. you gotta go through that I, I realized one thing like you, music isn't someone's music isn't for everyone yeah there's an yeah, audience I mean, it's subjective a, right? exactly it's not subjective. everyone's gonna
1: enjoy every aspect of what you create and then that's why there's niche markets for yeah, everything You just mm-hmm.
0: gotta respect it and you can't catch feelings like yeah you know, exactly you cl- overcome that's at it, the my- end of the day that's one man's opinion right you guys you <clears throat> and you and uh D. yeah D. yeah you guys both made those beats and you both thought it was hot and you guys are producers that's and what I mean, mean <laughs> and we're like, already
2: kind of like you know deliberating between each other That's right. already like one checkpoint you know if it sounds good to two people you know they should should move forward to like that too uh like some of my closest friends don't even like my style of music probably don't listen to me oh yeah and i just stop advertising to them you know instead of posting it on stories and stuff that they're gonna see i just created a different account don't follow them don't need their follow yeah you know i want it to be organic you know i just don't need support blind you know I, i want Attention as well, because that's how a brand grows. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then once you make it, yo, you remember me? Yo, I, <laughs> I, to I support you from the music. start, bro. It happens all the time, I man. Yo, motherfuckers music. are just there for yeah. the congratulations. I know, man.
2: It. And it's like unreal, unrealistic, like, you know, like, ask sometimes, you know? They're yeah. like, hey, man, this artist is coming down. Can you give me some tickets? I'm like, motherfucker, I'm trying to get tickets myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same boat as you uh, are. 100%. <laughs> I can't bring you, yo. Know? Like, my uncles are asking me, bro. Like, I'm not going to give you tickets. Oh, um, <laughs> All right, so, fast-forwarding through that hurdle with that uh, uh, big artist, you mentioned you went to Mumbai. Now, was that for the Gully Boy uh, um, project? Or? That was
2: after the Gully Boy project. We actually went to Mumbai to work with Dilji. Yeah.
1: Totally.
2: Yeah. So, that's know. the second time we work, work with Dilji. Originally, we met him in LA. So, how that happened was we had a, a person who knows Dilji fairly well, this guy named Kali Quest. And... Um, He was, uh, we had him on social media and we're like, hey, maybe we can get a conversation with Diljit, blah, blah, blah. And he was the one who was just like, tipped us off. He's like, hey man, send me some beats, send me some ideas and I can show it to him. Right. So we're like, dope. So we made some concept records and stuff like that. And we really kind of like try to push the bar on him, you know, and try to do something that Diljit hasn't done so we can also stand out and shine. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's a lot of people involved in the concept tracks. Like it wasn't just us as producers. We had that's a uh, guy a uh, money music as a producer right. we got uh, manu as a producer we had songwriter stage gill we had herman and uh we had our boy kevin involved as well and we all kind of just sat together and made a bunch of records sent him his way and nothing really came back i'm talking about like like three four weeks nothing no yeah. response and we're like damn it's done right yeah. like we, we blew it yeah. and we get a response back from cali quest saying you know i'm gonna link this guy today show him the records. Honestly you don't know how he's going to feel about it. We're yeah. Like fuck. <laughs> you know like goddamn we went too experimental. <laughs> yeah. And um and then later we get a voice note from Dilji saying on his on the Cali Quest phone holding his phone saying I fucking love it. Like this the shit is fire. Yeah. Well, how about you guys come to LA? Like fucking no brainer. Let's go, oh, yeah, man. You know, sure. taking a cheaper to. LA than to India, right? Like, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so that time um, in
0: between must have been so nerve wracking. You're like checking uh, your man, phone every yeah, two minutes, trying you know, to like, book you know. a haircut. You know, <laughs> 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 yeah, it was
2: um it was exciting, man. Like that that's the shit you live for, though. You know, that's the adrenaline, like the anticipation uh, of something exciting like that is. That's what drives you forward, man. Like, right. I, I love that feeling to be honest. But yeah, yeah to be honest, it was very exciting. Uh, we go out there we meet him super cool guy man like yeah you know you you think of megastars and you go i wonder how they're gonna be in real life and that guy is just like just chill yeah yeah was so chill mad humble uh inviting engaging everything everything you would either expect or not expect you know right. and, just like how he was on screen i would say he's very very chill yeah. guy and um he was like man this shit is dope so we recorded a couple records and uh then he was like yo i'm gonna be in india because he's recording some movies he's part of some tv shows so he's kind of like restricted to india at that time yeah he can't really travel he's like i'm gonna shoot a music video i also want to work on some more music with you guys so we arranged a time we went to mumbai and in between his shows he booked out a studio we just go link with them it was it was a cool ass like experience man like and that was the same trip where that song was playing in the hallway and and i saw it so it was like very full circle you know damn man
0: it's It's like highs on top of highs yeah yeah yeah,
2: definitely and it was it was good man. India's a trip too, like seeing Mumbai, seeing like the poverty and the upper class, like how close they are. Yeah. You know, they're like literally like like this, sitting next to each other. Right. Yeah. Like we're super rich people and then like a family of five that live on the street. Yeah, it's like the, yeah, it's yeah. it was surreal, man. We were there for five days, so it was like it was like a dream. You can you didn't have enough time to really yeah. take it in. Yeah. So it was just like fucking quick and hard, but yeah man uh i definitely want to go back this year sometime yeah for sure. Del, yeah, man. yeah yeah that was a, that was a cool he, he's a he's a hella cool guy Dil g
1: yeah yeah man so um what's the most interesting uh artist you've had in the studio like not apart from like bad experiences but yeah. like the most his his antics or his creative process or her creative process
2: we did this um we've had some funny sessions we've had, we had this one session where uh these guys were making a, uh, there was some sort of, like, conference going on, so they, basically they wanted to bring in, like, like, school kids, and they wanted to make this song involving, like, 20, 25 people, you know, from, like, age, like, six to, like, age, like, 60, you know, and it was, like, this huge thing, and so we had, like, fucking, like, literally, like, 30 35 people in the studio and crying babies <laughs> like <laughs> you name it people every kids running around and stuff like that. We're not used to that. Yeah. You know, we're used to a lot of people like build, uh, bringing like a Hennessy bottle, you know what I mean? <laughs> baby bottle stuff. Wild, right? Um, but uh that was definitely a trip. Um uh, it's hard to pinpoint. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus Almost either. Sure. But um I think I think I'm pretty like weird guy when I work in the studio myself you know like I'm pretty what's your creative process Um, I like to I like to be alone man yeah personally um, I think a lot I get a lot of my work done when I'm just there by myself Um, I can always start projects really well in in a room Mm -hmm. um, but I find like the x factor yeah. lack of a, you know no pun intended uh, I feel like that comes when I'm just sitting there and I'm really zoned in and clocked in yeah. and those at those times when I'm lock, uh, locked in like that I get like fucking scared like someone could walk by I'd be like oh fuck you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean like cause I'm so yeah, like zoned in you yeah. know um, yeah those are like my I find like some of the best songs that we've done those are the moments where those songs kind of, like, came together. It was yeah. you not know, just alone. It yeah. just kind of, like, hit something. I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. You got to go through the experiment, you know? When you're sitting in a room full of people, you know, they just want to hear the trap drums and trap beat and just, like, right. bump yeah. their head and be like, that's dope. But if you want to really want to create something, you got to trial and error that yeah, shit, you exactly. know? And people are not ready for that process. Right. You know, they're going to be like, oh, it doesn't sound good. I'm yeah. you know? like, I'm just but going like, through sounds. Exactly. You know?
1: yeah. let, me, let me just get through the sounds and let me exactly alternate
2: EQ them or, like, That's it. So there's always this, like, pressure of, like, wanting to perform in front of people and not experiment too much. So I feel like I'm able to do that more when I'm just by myself. And a
1: studio Mm. session is, like, it's not really, uh, like, you're not really performing when you're engineering at that level. So that whole process between your, I guess, ground zero to, like, getting back to whatever your end result is in your head, That's it. that process kind of, it's not for a lot of people. It's not. Because they'll hear it something like this sounds off. Yeah, I hear you. So I hear you, man. <laughs> yeah. And
2: they'll be like, hey, man, just give me a second. <laughs> so I hear it in my head. Let yeah, me just yeah. translate it. You, know, you throw <laughs> yeah. like a vocal on a new channel that's dry. They're gonna be like, yo, it doesn't sound good. And I'm like, like bro, this am so just, just reacting." Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but engineers, a lot of artists are getting more and more knowledgeable now oh, yeah. versus before where they just say, give a fuck. Yeah. And I think it's to their... You know to their benefit to know the shortest you know because they're gonna when they go and work with other engineers at least they can you know know what their voice should have what yeah. effects it should have and it helps them out some artists come in like i've had an artist come in who i'm engineering he brings uh, so he had recorded at another studio and um so it's an mp3 right just his his reference track and he goes he puts it loads it up he goes Yo, mute the vocal i'm like what are you talking about first
1: of all it's a compressed, yeah, it's a compressed mp3 <laughs> with your vocal
2: already on the B. oh what do you say he's like just mute the vocal i'm gonna redo it i'm like bro this guy's signed to a label man oh my young God. kid but still i was like man you got a lot of learning <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't work like that damn man <laughs> that was wild he, he caught me off guard with that one. Like, yo, for a second you're like can I? <laughs> yeah, 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 I actually found a website where you can do that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's like melody.ml or something like that, and uh, it, it, has just, this it, it just puts it just through the a crazy ass system
1: filter. that like just puts everything into stems. Yeah. Oh shit. So yeah. what is it like? Take out specific frequencies. So you and, like... can ask just to separate
2: it into a beat and vocal, or separate it into everything stemmed out. Some beats depending on how the mix is
1: yes yeah, what i'm wondering come out
2: like the the snare will still be kind of in the vocal you could hear a little Cause bit of the frequency yeah exactly that, so. but um i've done some more acoustic type records where i just where go they- in and it
1: separates
2: it's so good yeah. man i was like sounds like a crisp vocal and then not only that you got the instruments yeah separated as well oh, that's dope it, it, it's it's really cool man I you were crazy. We do off the record, I'll show yeah. it to you guys. Right. If that mean, kid
1: comes too. back in your studio, be like, yeah, well, I yeah, got this. I got this shit, bro.
2: Just give me 10 minutes. Send me the MP3. I, after the fact, I was like, yeah, technically, I could have done it. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't need to know that right now.
0: Because he's such an established <clears throat> artist, like, damn Does he know some shit that I don't? I, honest to God. What <laughs> right? did he like, was teaching this kid? <laughs> I'm like, Who's your engineer? Let me talk to him.
2: It's
0: fucking hilarious. Yo, how was it working with
2: Nas? Nas was... I never got a chance to meet Nas. Yeah. So... I think that's the 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 one like you know con from from the whole thing. I would I would have loved to have met him and and just gone through right. that, but right. the process was a is a super learning curve for us because it was a it was a very pro label you know uh, led process. Yeah, so we working with the label who's working with uh, you know they want to be part of this movie because it's going to be like. You know, the biggest hip hop movie in India, you know, to ever come out. So, all the labels want to be involved because yeah. hip hop's, if not already big, it's becoming huge in India. Yeah. And, um, like, well, I'll, I'll make a point to that. I find, I, I, the one reason I think it's happening is, like, the internet, when we start like, Kazaa and stuff like that, you yeah. know, we still have these, like, libraries of music, you know, downloaded. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of what I know I used to do is, like, send these hard drives to India and stuff like that uh-huh. and uh, to my cousins or anywhere around the world. And then, like, all the shit, kind of, like, because and everything just fucking stopped, you know? Yeah. And it was, like, this weird time between streaming and downloading YouTube, blah, blah, blah. And now these hard drives of music were literally, like, stopped with, like, 50 Cent peaking and stuff like that. That type of music. Yeah. G-Unit and stuff like that. Now, these guys have been listening to that shit since then. Oh, wow. And I feel like that's why that, like, 90s, early 2000s hip-hop sound yeah. is breaking through the way it is in India the way it is right now. Like, just because not only do the rich people and Bollywood people not control the voice anymore through Bollywood music, mm-hmm. the the people who are in poverty are rapping. They're not singing. Mm. Like, almost all the guys are rapping. They're yeah, not singing.
1: I mean, that culture probably appeals to them a lot more.
2: It actually, it, it is them. It is you know, them, like exactly. It was like exactly what, like, almost like you know african-americans were going through, exactly. I- through and the, how they use hip-hop as a tool to kind of like come together and tell their stories that's exactly what's happening in back india there. yeah it's, it's wild right now but yeah. yeah going back to the process uh so the label goes this is happening so the movie came out in like february or something before that almost like six seven months before that in uh, august they were like hey man this is a potential would you guys uh, you know we're sending this to you we're sending it to some other producers as well right. these are their pre-reqs that we're looking for we're looking for like a boom but ba- actually they didn't even say the pre-req they sent us the script of the oh, last scene and yeah. they're like you, you know here's a script and the song's gonna start right I mean start when, right when the movie ends right so it's gonna be like the song that leads into the credits into right the credits. <clears throat> and uh, we're like alright dope so we sent them some crazy ass trap beats but they're like nah, nah no, we need something more like 90s boom bap you know like like they're sending us song references from like Ice tea and stuff Yeah, like the pinnacle you know, like hip-hop yeah exactly tape. you know a super break beat style yeah. stuff so we sent them man i want to say like 30 plus type of beats and probably the most boom bappy one that we would have never thought would be picked is the one they gets picked yeah right and that gets picked and they're like okay so we got this rapper divine on it um, who's killing it he actually went on to get signed by Nas yeah, in mass, yeah. mass Appeal India um, now another uh, rapper by the name of Nazy who was uh, one of the very early rappers Yeah, I don't think he's really like harnessed his momentum as much as Divine has yeah. commercially but uh, in the streets like everyone respects him as an underground rapper and yeah. he has a name out there and then they're like we're gonna get Revere Singh who's the actor in the movie yeah. to do something on it too who nice. he eventually is on the on the hook and then they're like, we're gonna get a mainstream rapper. We're still trying to finalize who it is. Here's a list of potentials. It was like Eminem, Nas, a, n- a number of people. And we're like, no chance. Are they getting Nas or Eminem? Yeah. You know, it's probably gonna be like a lesser person, if, yeah. if anyone, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, flash, uh, flash forward a little bit. They're like, okay, we had another producer. Uh, you know if Nas wants to work on it then not one of Nas's producers needs to be involved in the production as well as part of the deal we're gonna send it to the producer first to see if they can spin it a little bit as well yeah so they send it to this guy named Il Ueno, uh, who adds his touch to it and he later actually later went on to win a Grammy that year oh wow on an wow. album that he worked on with Shaggy who collaborated with Sting right right and then some international album that the Grammy they won for but shout outs to him yeah so they send it to him uh, and he sends it to Nas So then it goes ghost. So like a week in February before the movie's coming out, there's nothing. And we're like, okay, it's not happening. Movie premieres, we hear nothing. But it's not out in theaters. It premieres, like they do the red carpet and all that. And hear nothing. The official soundtrack releases on YouTube, we're not on it. We're like, (sighs) fuck, man. These are the one things that I actually, you know, like told people about a little bit. You know what I mean? I was kind of sprinkling it, but like, I thought it was was for sure, right? Like I said, like, this is like in the bag. And again coming back to like disappointing expectations, yeah. right? I'm like, fuck man, I should have not kept my mouth shut. Yeah. And um then we just we were in England at the time, we get a voice note and it just says, Listen boys, we got it and we hear it, it's fucking Nas starting the first verse. Yo And we're like, that Yo must have been amazing. God wow. damn, man. we're like, You don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, and then then I'm like, okay, this has to be for real now. Like, we got this. Like, fuck it. If it doesn't come, we're going to leak the song. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we got on the record, right? Just download it straight from <laughs> <us>. <laughs> That's it. And then I started getting Snapchats and stuff from people watching the movie. And they're like, yo, we see it. We heard the song. That's and, not real. You know, because we had snapped it and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then our names are in the credits yeah right at the yeah. end and uh, spell my name wrong but that's okay <laughs> they tried they tried <laughs> but uh, yeah that was uh, and that was cool because coming back to her first thing is like it was kind of valid that was probably the most validating thing for my parents
1: yeah you know sure, being able to go to a
2: Bollywood movie and watch yo, and see my name and something that's you know? insane yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was surreal so like a lot of people are like man like it must have been so cool meeting Nas and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it probably is cool. <laughs> probably, yeah, I know, agree with Nas. you. it Probably <laughs> is. Yeah, you know, to be honest, probably is very exciting. It's but I never got pictures, to experience like... that.
0: <laughs> straight up, straight up.
2: I don't think any of the artists were in the same room with each other when that song was made. Yeah. Everyone did their separate yeah. roles. It's just on mobiles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's typically how. At that pace, when you're trying to work, yeah, you so got no many... time to arrange it, anything like that. Yeah, I, I think, think they yeah. were trying to just like. It's big money when it comes like, Nas. Yeah, know, right, and, like, right. like, Yeah. And the appeal to go to India at that time wasn't very, like, luring. Yeah. And, but now he's in there.
0: Like, yeah. he, he made his label
2: there, so it's Mass interesting. Appeal. Yeah, yeah. It's good
0: on Nas for, like, recognizing talent coming out of India. Like, exactly. That's, that's... And he's, he's involved in a lot of, like, business
2: ventures,
1: you know, outside of music. Yeah. yeah he's
2: a super smart guy. So. I know
1: he was early investor in the Uber and stuff. He's always doing that. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like,
2: and, and for him to take,
1: pay attention to the Indian
2: market right now, it's foreshadowing something you know yeah, the right. growth in there so yeah, man it's an exciting time to be you know desi almost oh because, yeah because like yeah. It, it's more potential to grow into like the mainstream market than ever i feel i agree you i know? agree 100 percent. yeah man yeah like nav is doing it like crazy yeah he, I he's I, I respects to that guy man it's a hard market you know if you see the hip-hop market yeah, even man. the toronto market in itself yeah how hard it is mm-hmm the American market is on steroids sometimes, yeah. which is, like, like in terms of, right. I, I find it uncomfortable when I'm engineering, like, some of these, like, sessions because it's a fucking intense atmosphere, man. Right. Like, everyone's fucking millionaires and, yeah. like, you know, you got fucking some real fucking goons in there. You know, yeah. People have done some real shit and... Yeah. Like, no one wants to f- say the wrong thing, Yeah, man, who so- wants to press a button. Yeah, like- so I just usually stay quiet, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you <just> asks <laughs> ask me a question, I try to point or something. Right? I just, <laughs> just, just <laughs> you don't nothing, want to say the wrong... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I write it in a text, yeah, it'll like my, my phone. i
1: <laughs> <laughs> send you a text message. Yeah, man, just like, ask that guy. <laughs> you like skate, you hire Yeah, you know, straight up. I just go to sleep. Like, oh, this guy's passed out. Oh, my God. That's fucking
0: jokes.
1: Uh, speaking of NAB, like, contemporary music as well, what are you currently listening to? Yeah. Um, in my car I
2: was actually talking um, talking to him earlier Um, in my car I listen to basically just my own mixes and like my own (laughs) shit that I'm working on just stay up to date and stuff but outside of music I listen to mostly podcasts and stuff like that but the artist that I'm into right now in the like last year I I, I like Bozzy a lot
1: yeah Bozzy's dope I remember when I came to the studio and we talked about his um, was he? yeah Yeah, yeah. even his follow up stuff has been really
2: dope for me man like it's really refreshing because it's like pop trap but like done yeah. right, you know. Um I I really like that. Uh, who else have I been listening to, to be honest? <laughs> not a lot of people. this uh, is dry. Yeah, like yeah. I i listen to I run up my own views obviously on Spotify. And yeah. like <laughs> who does it? Who yeah. doesn't <laughs> does <it? laughs> right? Um outside of that, bro, it's it's hard to say. Like it's a one off records I'm not listening to someone specifically. Yeah. Like I'm listening to the box by Roddy Rich. Like I like yeah. that, you know, uh thing is like content that's so in the mainstream it's it's everywhere and you so then run it's this inevitable
1: sh- for you to run into it exactly yeah. you know mm-hmm.
2: like i'm gonna listen to it but that's why i don't think i appreciate as much as maybe when i find <laughs> something that's just kind of like buried yeah you mm-hmm. know it, because like i i hate over consumption you know you go yeah, on this and it's yeah. there you go on a story it's all in person's story right. you go right. here it's there and it's like uh, the value for that product is being saturated almost right? Yeah. Right, right. you know right. And, and I personally like you know I lose interest very very quick
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, you ever listen to a song so much that you like that you just hate it now I do oh, that with every you. single even song even my like, own music even your own music yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah,
2: say yeah, yeah like it yeah. runs its course right. um, but I listen to a lot of like like classical like I I can listen to Lahan Zimmer oh in, my the, in God. the car I, I all the time him. like Interstellar or uh, Inception oh. Time soundtrack like I listen to yeah, all that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's another on Spotify called Brooklyn Duo, so it's like a it's just a couple cello and uh, they one person cello, one person piano, Ugh. and they just do like these crazy covers of like all the mainstream songs dope. so dope. I listen to a lot of that sort of stuff to take because I'm listening to music and voices to the studio so much mm-hmm. I need a break from it all
1: yeah you yeah, know and yeah. then here or
2: there when I'm going to a club is really when I feel it you know I don't go to a club a lot but that's when I really take it in what music's being played and how people are reacted to it and that's when you can appreciate a song that you might not appreciate You know, when you see everyone fucking jumping up to, like, you know, like, the most basic song, you're like, you start fucking jumping up and down, too, you know? Like, (laughs) you're in the moment. So, um, but, yeah, to answer your question, a whole bunch of nothing I'm listening to right now, (laughs) Oh,
1: man. (laughs) All right. Um, So... I guess yeah, you get worn years after listening to what other podcasts are you listening I know you said you listen to ours but like oh,
2: oh. I listen to so there's one by this guy named Alex Tomei. it's called This Sounds Better Podcast. So mm. he's a hip hop engineer. He's like does like stuff like Young Thug and you name it. Yeah. And then there's like two other engineers. One guy was like in the E D M world, one guy was like in the rock world, pop world. And it's just very interesting, like learning listening to them talk about their mixing techniques yeah because it's validates you. you're like oh shit i do that shit too, yeah you know shit. Like, i'm like okay I'm not bad right like I, I thought i was all bootleg right but um that one then i listen to a lot of like comedy ones man i love you listening know. to yeah. comedy in the car yeah. or, you know like uh, i have this one called the dollop where it's like american history but they're just like a funny ass podcast <laughs> you know and then soccer podcasts, bro i'm yeah. a huge soccer fan yeah. so like FC or man united podcasts and like, I have fairly short drives, like, 20, 30 minutes to or from the studio. Yeah. So, I, just something I could listen to on a micro level. You know, yeah. nothing too strenuous by, like, three, four hours. Yeah, I can't yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Joe Budden podcast too long for me. It takes, like, <laughs> yeah. like three days for me to really consume it all. You know what yeah. I mean? Joe, like, sometimes Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan I like, but yeah. I'll watch it on YouTube more. You know, yeah. keep yeah. it on in the background. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, th- I don't think he's on Spotify either. He's not. Yeah, he's not. so that's challenging. I can't yeah. keep YouTube open yeah. all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah that's those are the ones i'm listening to right now
1: all right so apart from you know your your whole life is consumed with like music production um, apart from that how do you balance out your time so you're not overworked or hmm. um, i guess over man uh, a wife will keep you busy yeah. <laughs> shout
2: out to rupee but um i think a lot of my hobbies outside of music i definitely Love watching like movies and TV shows, yeah. Like I, like good ones. Like, I love HBO and stuff like that. Like good dramas and stuff like that. Big Dragon Ball fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love like yeah. my anime. Yeah. You know, I listen. To, I mean, I watch like. Uh, which one it was hunter x hunter recently uh, like um, attack on titan stuff Mm -hmm. like that um and then i play soccer too man that's that was always my thing like a huge soccer fan yeah yeah yeah, like i I really thought i was gonna go pro one time (laughs) that's the dreams back in the day and i thought i was gonna be a pro baller too but um like i don't play as much soccer as i used to because it's just like time consumption and you can't really make it out to the games especially when this game's like 11 p.m like yeah, you yeah. know these men's leagues are like like crazy. I play, right?
1: I play once in a while the 11 p.m. ones. Tough, that's man. the time I yeah. get. Yeah, the
2: thing is, like my whole day is kind of like I'm just like anticipating this thing, so right. I, can't, I feel like not I can't really do anything. but yeah. just like I want to stay, you know, like you know proper. <laughs> Don't want to pull a muscle, like, <laughs> right. Right, right or something. But um, just playing sports was a real like. It, it let me take my, let, let let my steam off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just, just go and be, like, aggressive and, and just fucking play hard and leave it on the court. I feel like because I play a lot of sports, it's the reason I'm able to lead studio sessions really well. It's yeah. because I've been playing soccer, like eleven people on on the field. Exactly. You learn how to play on a team. You know what it takes to communicate and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. I, I think it translates really well into when you're trying to do oh, studio yeah. sessions with I like Yo, know, physical lots of
0: exercise people. is huge, yeah. man. Yeah, that man. that benefits all aspects of your life, in yeah. my opinion. Just like getting the juices flowing, just like hitting nice gym session. Yeah, Yo, you feel like on top of the world. Even afterwards. like
2: going at like uh, one of the reasons I love soccer so much is before I go to sleep and I need something to think about. I hate thinking about music. I hate when I'm like in a session in my dream. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm fucking working yeah. on a session of my dream cuz I feel like I'm doing over overtime right yeah. now. Man. You know? Like you want to do This mind, one I'm not
1: like, getting paid. for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. What the fuck is going on? Right?
2: Like
0: lose fruit, this artist, yeah.
2: man. I'm going to charge him double. I'm going to be like, "Yo, I had a session of my dream for you, you know?" Yeah. <laughs> but um I feel like just like dreaming about sports and stuff like that it it, it really like adds to imagination, man. Like I'm always hitting the game winning shot right before Yo, I go to sleep. <laughs> who is it? <laughs> you bro? know what I mean? Like yeah. in the shower I'm always hitting that penalty shot to in the World Cup. <laughs> but <laughs> but
0: those 5 seconds Left, bro, yeah,
2: man, you gotta stay forever young, man. Uh, yeah. You know, and especially in this industry, can I can never want I never want to feel old. Yeah, you know what I mean. And a lot of people when they like I'm 31, when people they they find out my age, like, oh shit, you're married, you're you're that old. I'm like, bro, yeah, man. Like, I don't think I'm ever gonna feel older you no know, it's I a mind mad, state yeah, I, exactly. I feel like. like
1: I get it yeah biologically you know you start getting tired that's it you know, all yeah metabolism, for sure my back like, hurts here and there yeah <laughs> you wake up you have a pain you're like fuck yeah
0: fuck. here <laughs> we go again <laughs> yeah. but yeah no it's a mind state I think you're only as old as you feel um i think yeah. we're bred at a very young age you have to get certain things done in life oh. and when you like oh you have to get married in your 20s you have <laughs> to social do certain bro. things you have yeah. to have your university degree you have to get a job by this date there's no time frames to do certain things no. you can do everything on your own time it's yeah. wild it's yeah. wild man my, like my dad by his 31 he had all three of his kids
2: you know and, and, yeah. I, and you think about that like i compare myself to that sometimes and i go fuck
1: like that's like worlds if,
2: apart yeah i'm a boy compared to a man <laughs> then you know if yeah if that's that if that's yeah. the for if, you know the the, the definition exactly of like, yeah. exactly but to be, yeah like you said there's no there's no real rules to this shit you yeah, know no, that's, exactly that's the same thing that i apply to everything it's like anyone could write a book on a do it how and how they did it but the moment that they did it that that method is already outdated yeah. right yeah. you got to create the new method you know that's like why there's... That. thats why universities, textbooks, editions that come out every year, exactly, because they're figuring out the new shit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, you can't just follow someone else's path. Yeah, yeah. Per se, like exactly, you gotta kind of like take the best of everything. And it's your not own the path end all right? be all. Yeah, and like, then you write the, your own book. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. it ultimately comes back to that. But yeah, man. Like, I'm just—I—I've just been trusting myself in this journey, man. Like, trust my own ears, my eyes. What looks good to me, what sounds good to me. Yeah. yeah. And, and let that be my strength, because that will keep me going this longer if i look at other people's shit and imitate it i'm gonna run out of ideas i'm gonna run out of just like the joy of doing this yeah, show, man. yeah i know dude. what i mean yeah
1: it's all your own journey yeah. so, so writing your own book what's next in the in the process what's the next chapter? Um, or what's coming out even
2: you know what? So this year, uh, along with XD, yeah. um, D and I are also doing like our solo projects as well. Right on. You know, just like, you know, we always go back to like Pharrell and with, and with like the Neptunes mm-hmm. and or even like Major Lazer and these guys they are yeah. all able to do their own stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's part of our, I think, our, our, our growth as like producers as well, like seeing projects out you know, the way we hear it and stuff like that. Yeah. And without it affecting our friendships and stuff like that, because he's, he's, he's like one of my best friends at the end of the day, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, we worked together for like how long, you know? And, um, so that's exciting for, for both of us, I feel, yeah. you know, it's like, just like, you know, being able to meet up with each other and, and, and show each other stuff that we're working on. And also, Individual, you know, right? yeah, stuff that we have in the pipeline, we have like a lot of songs coming out, hopefully this yeah. year, you know, uh, with, with, with like stuff that involves a label you just never know if they're gonna shelf it last right yeah, yeah. or just like you know tell you to fuck off or ask you for some money or something especially yeah, in the indian yeah, yeah. world so i i don't really hold my breath you know on, 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 for anything anymore for because sure. you're gonna just fucking suffocate like you know you're what gonna, i mean like, you're gonna
0: disappoint yourself like, exactly that, you
2: know I mean? and you're not gonna want to do it and there's so many people that go through cycles of like being relevant and disappearing being relevant and disappearing even myself to be honest just because it's fucking hard and tough to stay motivated all the time man. yeah like, it affects you know, your
1: mental health of course and yeah. the people
2: around you too because you know they get excited for you as well and then that disappointment kind of spreads you know yeah, him, yeah. and it's hard for them to motivate you next time because they're kind of worried that you're going to be disappointed again you know yeah. so it is what it is but yeah answer your question man like whole bunch of shit coming out but nothing specific (laughs) specific. (laughs) you know what i mean yeah Yeah. Uh, Uh, but we worked on a couple albums with uh dage gill uh dave bawa simmer i think those are pretty certain those those records we have more control Mm -hmm. over those i'm excited about those records coming out because um i love working with all three of those artists and they're all so different from one another so it's all like all sorts of variety of music it's not like one genre um that that's very exciting other than that man just kind of like take over the world man one song at a time one song at a time just it. one swing at a time even you know like <laughs> just gotta keep trying and, 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 and just fucking never give up bro you know like, it's it. just too too late to give up now yeah. that's the way I just look at it it's like that's the hardest part is like Getting into the industry, I feel like it's getting into university. You know, like everyone fucking waits for that letter to come from uni and they think they made it. Yeah. No, man, the work starts when you get into university. It just like work's just not going to do itself, right? Bro. Yeah. So it's like the industry, people think they make it once you kind of like enter the door, but man, it gets even harder than ever. Yeah. It's like you're fucking right at the bottom of the exactly. pyramid and you got to now work up another pyramid, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, so, man, it's like never stay, never get complacent, man. Like, just fucking. Just keep working like it's day one, you know? You got everything. You yeah. know, it's like back to sports. Like I said, exactly. man, you got to play like you're still, like, down. You know, yeah, you, can't, right. you can't play like you're up or the fuck yeah. other team's going to catch up to Exactly. You. you know?
0: I think that's a perfect place to stop, yeah. I think. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. You Brew Podcast. All right. Take it easy. Cheers, guys. Bye, yo.